Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Red Cedar Rundown. I am Gary with my co-host Clark coming to you, hopefully on a weekly basis, hopefully becoming your number one Michigan State football and basketball podcast. Uh, We're going to do things completely interactive. You can reach out to us at Red Cedar Rundown on Twitter and we'll be able to get feedback and hopefully have a a candid conversation with all the Spartan fans out there throughout the season. Um, And now we're not necessarily the experts, but we were born and raised Spartan fans and we live and breathe Spartan football and basketball, so we're going to try to convey that to the best of our ability and bring that to you on a weekly basis. Uh, We're going to be giving you breakdowns, opinions, and predictions with absolutely no repercussions, just like the experts and writers. Just like the experts. I like to think we know a little bit more about Spartan football and basketball than the experts do after 25 years, Gary. I would like to hope so, Clark, but we'll see how it goes this season, Um, and we're going to kick it right into gear here, uh, and we're going to break down that first game uh, last Friday. Uh, not the best performance, not what we we're hoping for from our Spartans. A 38-31 win for Michigan State. Um, so, Clark, what are your thoughts after the first game? I mean, just so much to work on, where to begin. I mean, the O-line, just damn near a travesty. Uh, defense looks slow, a lot to work on. I thought some of the play calling was suspect, to say the least, per usual. And... Um, Looking forward to getting a W against Arizona State, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, let's let's break it down. Uh, uh, we'll start with the offense, actually. Um, you know, expectations coming into the season. We're, we're getting LJ Scott back. We're supposed to have a, you know, a pretty decent rushing attack last year. There were definitely some issues um, in regards to the offensive line creating holes for our backs to run through, and it looks like that problem is running into this season and that's not something that (laughs) we were hoping to see the first game very much so yeah but I will say this. There was some some positives. We saw Connor Hayward definitely show some flashes. Um, you know, he definitely with the little amount of carries he did get, he he made the best of them. And I would say outperformed LJ Scott. Yeah, I heard a lot of people saying that after the game, you know, uh, a lot of a little, little bit of an overreaction, I would say. Uh, I would say he definitely looked a little bit better when he did carry the football. But I think uh, if you looked at his carries, more of his were aimed towards the outside. And that worked out a little bit for us in the second half. He did score two touchdown so I'm not going to take anything away from him LJ carried the ball by I think 23 or 24 times I'm not going to fact check that but uh you know he did look a little slow maybe tried to I don't know if he was trying to emulate Le'Veon Bell or like try to dance through and think he has like some sort of superior vision that allows him to make a cut two yards down the line of scrimmage and be Le'Veon Bell I don't see it uh but I thought he did really well out of the backfield receiving I think he had about 50 or 60 receiving yards as well he had about 140 total yards on the night so wasn't uh I wouldn't necessarily say it was his fault from what I could see at least my vantage point not being at the game I thought uh, a real big miss that we were looking at was missing you know Colt Chewins at left tackle I thought that was very noticeable absolutely and we're hoping to get him back uh for this game at Arizona State uh D'Antonio and his presser saying that he is practicing but leaving little detail in regards to that but once again I think the X factor for our offense is definitely Brian Lewerke and without him where where this offense be I think that's what we have to wonder uh in the gutter dead <laughs> Tyler O'Connor days taking it back to TOC yeah that, that would be not so good um but yeah, he definitely got us out of uh, situations where the pressure was coming at him. He was able to roll out and make a play. I mean, even on that uh, that play in the fourth quarter that basically saved us to uh, Felton Davis, he you know rolled out and made a play. Um, and Felton Davis made a play. So you know, 
we don't and that's the thing that's concerning though is is when we get into the thick of it when we get to the ohio states and the elite teams or you know if we even do have college football playoff aspirations i'm not gonna get my hopes up there right now yeah after the first game it's hard game at a time yeah one game at a time but i'm just saying uh you know the offensive line and for that matter the defensive line are big concerns and that's where you're going to beat you know the bigger programs is you got to win up front and if you don't win up front can we talk really quick about how bad Luke Campbell looked at left tackle? He was an atrocity. Pretty sure they were making in-game uh, changes yeah. to yeah. account for how we were, crappy he was. We were bringing in multiple linemen. I mean, he jumped. He he flinched at the one yard line. It's unacceptable. I mean, game one, come on, man. He got beat. He got burned two or three times. I think Lewerke got sacked two or three times as a result. But I will say this: it is. You said game one. I would yeah. rather see these things happening game one. And we did win the game. Regardless of what Michigan fan will tell you, their loss was not better than our win. Okay? <laughs> That's true. Can't can't uh, can't say it better than that. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where the offense progresses. And, you know, I think D'Antonio said it best is, you know, they're going to play better. And they know that. And uh, I think we're hopeful for that moving forward. Yeah. I, but, agree. Uh, I mean, turning it around, looking at the defense, um, also some concerns. Again, like I said, up front looking like they're not getting enough pressure like other than willikus i agree i thought willikus looked really good he had a beast of a game had a great game but i hear all this hype for williams i hear all this hype for panishuk tell me where they were yeah non-existent well and that's when you should see those those uh supposed playmaker step up uh you know when you're playing a mountain west opponent you should see some domination i want to say or at least some big plays made by your key key linemen so i want to see the big boys up front flexing yep putting people in body bags that's what i'm looking for i agree and uh you know the pass protection wasn't the greatest i will give uh utah state a ton of credit they were running plays within you know 15 seconds smart smart yeah it seems like that's the key to beating a michigan state defense remember the notre dame game last year yep shredded no huddle high up tempo offense throw quick release from the quarterback just killed us yep i would agree with that um and you know we gotta if the ohio states of the world like i keep saying god i don't even want to think about it it could be bad um but you know what? We're going to play it game by game this season and we'll uh, we'll see where it takes us. So, uh, you know, it's easy to to make an opinion off, off of one game and, um, you know, make judgments for the season. But we'll play it. We'll play it week by week here. I know it was only week one. There were bright spots on the defense, though. And I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely bright spots on the defense. Um, Kari Willis, definitely. Uh, do, do, you, do you think so? Let's hear. You thought so? Uh, OK, I know he did have an interception. I know he made some tackles. He made some plays. But the first the first possession that Utah State had, I thought he was absolutely exposed for a senior captain he was out of place numerous times on many routes and he got burned multiple times he just looked slow i guess he did you know make up for it towards the end of the game made some plays and i guess that's what you expect out of a senior captain but i i expect a little bit more out of kari willis than what i saw on friday night yep and i and i will say although josh butler played okay uh you know that's 
it's definitely not Josiah Scott out there. And you could tell, I would say, amen. That was, that was evident to me. So, you know, how that Josiah Scott injury will play out. Hopefully, you know, we're going to have some easier competition moving forward. Um, (laughs) Gotta have him back. Need him back. Yeah, we'll need him. Um, We'll, you know, there'll be a a lot of questions that uh, were left unanswered after the first game will hopefully be a little bit more answered uh, against Arizona State in a hostile environment. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's reading today could be a sellout. So, so we'll, you know, let's move on actually to that game. We're going to go right into it. Uh, let's talk about a little preview for the Arizona state game, uh, next week. Uh, like I said, hostile environment, it's going to be Brian Lewerke homecoming. Nothing, nothing the boys haven't seen before though. I mean like hostile environment, this team's won at Michigan. That's true. I'd like to think that Michigan's a little bit tougher place to play than Arizona State. Pretty quiet, 100,000 fans. But anyway, I'm not going to go on the record and get into that. That's (laughs) not here nor there. But, um, you know, I think they'll definitely... they have some big receivers. They're definitely going to test our corners in this game. They're going to the try. Number one, the number one, I saw that highlight of his. I don't know his name, but he, when he caught the ball, cut back across the field, he looks like a real problem. Yeah, so I know they're going to take some shots down the field, and that's typically how you beat our team. <laughs> uh, hopefully Justin Lane's in position to make some big boy plays. Yeah, that will be the key for sure. Um, so, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup in a, a night game, uh, hot weather, and luckily we're getting Michigan's getting some hot weather this week as well with humidity. So definitely we'll prepare them in practice, hopefully, for what to expect on Saturday. Um, So we'll see what happens. So, Clark, what are your predictions for the game? Um, I mean... I'm predicting multiple leg cramps. You know, that's just going to be inevitable. So we have to be shuffling the big fellas in and out. Offense and defensive line have got to be ready to move. I'm not sure. I didn't watch much of Arizona State's game, but it did look like they kind of run more of an up-tempo offense as well from what I can see. So we have to be ready. Much more prepared than we were in the first game when we were caught offsides with guys running off the field, I think, two or three times. So that can't happen on the road in a hostile environment. I think this team's not going to be scared. I I personally think that they're going to improve from week to week. I think Lewerke is going to be ready to play on the road. I personally think it will be more of a high-scoring game. Unfortunately, I'd like to see our defense buckle down a little bit, but Arizona State at home. I'm thinking maybe 31-21 Spartans. Okay. I like that prediction. Um, I will probably have a somewhat similar prediction, but uh, you know, I think it will. there'll be a lot of points that were scored. Like I said, Arizona State's going to try to throw the ball. Um, but going back to the first game, to preview for this game, the one thing that uh, a big positive we can take away from that game is that it was close and you know we were in a difficult situation and you know it didn't seem like Lerwerke or any of our playmakers lost their cool and you know even with Joe Bocci making the, the game winning play um, which was unbelievable right an absolutely all American type play it was unbelievable yep and the leadership on this team I think is what's going to have to carry us because um, you know until we at least figure out the other parts so I'm actually I'm going to say the score is going to be 38 to 24. Um, I think it's, I think we're going to put up some points. Uh, I think last game, I think D'Antonio said in his presser, we should have scored at least 46 points. I agree. Um, you know, the, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I, I, Lewerke making that shovel pass, you know, it should have not been called a fumble for certain. Yeah. We all know it was an incomplete pass, but you have to put the ball in from the one yard line. Like right. we can't not score. From exactly. 
And uh, that will be the the difference. But uh, I do want to, since we missed our first week, I do want to get into some predictions for the season. And I know um, our predictions have probably changed uh, from last week to this week after seeing the first game. Because <laughs> uh, I know uh, me and Clark, um, full disclosure, I think had us pegged at 10 and 2. I think had us losing the same games. Uh, I think Penn State and Ohio State. Is that we'll correct? See. Let's run through the games again okay. and uh, take a look at it. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna just run down the schedule here. So Arizona State, we both got us getting the W next week. Hopefully, yeah, W. Yep. Yeah, we're marking that one. Down. Chalk it up. Hold me accountable. Well, I'll hold, we're gonna be holding each other accountable through the season. We'll bring this up uh, each week to see uh, how our our predictions goes. After Arizona State, we got at Indiana. Jeez, another up tempo nightmare of an offense. But we have to win that game. It's unacceptable to lose to Indiana. I think they win. I mean, I don't understand. I don't see any way that Indiana's defense is going to be able to stop our offense. And I think we'll get the breaks we need to make a win. I think that's going to be the difference this season. We may have to rely more on our offense than our defense. And uh, I agree that might be the game. It's it's going to be similar. Indiana runs a spread offense and, uh, you know, they're going to probably try to speed it up. I, I, I will not be surprised if teams look at that Utah State footage and try to replicate it every game. <laughs> every single game, I would do that. Yeah, if I was a coach, I would definitely be speeding things up as fast as possible because clearly our team was not prepared. But I will still give us a W uh, against Indiana. So um, me and Clark are pretty much the same through there. Moving on to Central Michigan home game. Another one should should win that one. I think that's easy. Easy W. Pretty easy one. So wins from both me and Clark on that one. Uh, moving on to Northwestern. Um, mm. Definitely a tricky game. Uh, this time at home, though. So it's hard to say at this point, but I am going to head and give us uh, the W for that one. Um, I, Yeah, I'm going to go W on that. I just, we looked like trash last year at Northwestern. We lost in triple overtime. So I have to imagine we'll be able to figure something out and get a win. It's at home. We have to win at home in the Big Ten. You have to win against Northwestern. Give me the W. Give Clark the W. And I will say this as well. I don't think our team played like trash last year, especially someone named Brian Lewerke. I think he broke a uh, a record that game, if I recall. Sorry, let me correct. Our defense was abysmal okay thank you thanks for the correction uh moving on to the next game so we got uh we're still rolling through only all wins thus far so moving into penn state at penn state in happy valley give me the w fly the flag give me the w (laughs) changing my pick let's go give me the w we're winning that game okay Penn State sucked. You watch them against App State, they don't strike fear into anybody. One player on their team does. KJ Hamler, wish he was a Spartan. Kids electric. After watching the first game, I'm going to have to say that, you know, we definitely have an edge. They're not the same team without Saquon. That is clear and evident. And, you know, just like us, they're going to improve by that time period. So I still like us to get the win as well over Penn State. So, again, all wins thus far uh, going into the Michigan game. At home. Oh, 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 what a sight it will be. Let's talk about Michigan real quick. Just real quick off the record, but I'm going to be on the record. <laughs> we watched the game. I didn't watch it with you, but you watched the game, right? Yep. Michigan's offense with the Shavier under center. Was there any noticeable difference for you? To make you scared. I understand they're missing Tariq Black, which is huge because the kid's a playmaker. 
The only difference I saw was that Shea Patterson probably completes four to five more passes a game than the Dylan McCaffrey's and Brandon, whatever his name is. That's that's it. Their defense is always going to be dominant. There's no question about it. But their offensive line is trash, and that's all I can say about it. And we need to expose them. I, I mean, I, I hope that like all of these teams we can make uh takes off of off of their everyone's first game of the season and i'm going back to last season too i, I understand yeah. but i mean you can say the same thing about our offensive line agreed but not nearly as bad as michigan's and we definitely have a, a better playmaker under center give me the w in that game it's going to be a tight one rivalry game i expect it to be very close all the way to the end but I expect our quarterback to get the job done in the fourth quarter and our defense to make a play with a guy like Joe Batchy on the field. Exactly. And, you know, we're going to keep coming back to this. That's going to be the difference this season is Ryan Lewerke and, and Joe Bocci and Felton Davis and the playmakers. That's what's going to... We haven't even talked about Felton. How big beast was he in week one? Yeah, he Jeez. was uh, He was something else. He's going to be... <laughs> He's playing on Sundays. Absolutely. If he doesn't, uh, I don't know what, uh, what other people are watching, yeah. but it's clear to me that uh, he is going to have a future in the NFL. So still undefeated, rolling in to Purdue at home. Win. Not even going to go in depth on Purdue. That's a win. <laughs> Give me a. <laughs> No in-depth breakdown from Clark uh, for Purdue, uh, but it's a win, so we're gonna we're gonna roll with that, uh, and I'm gonna roll with that as well. Uh, we're getting the W, so undefeated going to Maryland. Tricky game, it seems it could be. It, definitely after week one, a little bit more trickier than we uh, probably expected. Wonder if Dirks will be back. Yeah, it could be an interesting game. Uh, especially if we're coming in there undefeated, uh, as we're predicting at this point. What would that put us at? 7-0? 8-0? Count it up, Gare. 8-0. Win. You got to give us the win on that one, but then we're going to get our real test after that game. Ohio State at home. We seem to play them better. We seem to play Ohio State better on the road for some reason. I'll never understand. I There's some sort of edge, I think, that each team gets by playing on the road. Although we got smashed last year, so can't really say that that was a factor last year. But at this point in time, I like I said at the beginning of the show, I just don't see how we're going to be able to compete on the offensive and defensive fronts against big teams that get big recruits. And I think we're going to lose that game. I, think, I, I, I don't think we're see. going to lose it pretty handily. I don't think it's going to be close. I think we'll score. I think it will. We'll actually score a lot. Of, it will be a high scoring game. And, you know, it might be within a touchdown or, or two. But uh, that's about as close as it's going to get, in my opinion, at this point. I'm going to go with uh, it's not going to be good. I don't see how we overcome what we had last year when we played them on the road. And we got bombed at their stadium, 48 to 3. I just, ugh, from what I've seen so far, hopefully somebody steps up and proves me wrong. Hopefully I'm completely wrong about this prediction. I think Ohio State scores 50 plus points on us and we score 21. I think it's not even going to be close. Wow. White, uh, it pains me. Pains me to say that. By the way, that's that's quite the prediction there, Clark. Uh, so that will be giving us our first loss right there, based on Clark's prediction. So that will give us uh, a nine and one record going into another difficult game at Nebraska. And um, I'm going to let Clark take this one first. I already know where, where I'm Coming going. Coming off the loss to Ohio State, 
Nebraska. Did did they even play this week, by the way, Gary? No, their game got canceled. So I have nothing to base this prediction off of because I didn't get to watch their opening game this weekend, right? I think they're pretty hyped up in Lincoln right now. We got the Scott Frost era beginning. You know, he comes from the national champions over at uh, whatever they are, Central Florida. Yeah, fly the flag high, boys. Um you know, I Michigan State always loses a game. I feel like that they shouldn't, which they've done at Nebraska before without some controversy. I mean, we did have the player, you know, get pushed out of bounds, come back in, score the game winning touchdown. Don't need to revisit that for all you Spartan fans out there. We all know it's a nightmare. I unfortunately believe that history repeats itself again in Lincoln, Nebraska, and the Spartans lose a close game. You definitely stole my thunder on that one, Clark, because I was also going to give us the loss and also a close game. Um, I'm thinking somewhere along. I mean, we didn't predict scores, but uh, and we did not talk about this before the podcast, at least what our new predictions were going to be. Exactly. That is true. This is, this was not discussed. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm actually going 35-31 Nebraska in that game. Yeah, I just think something playing in Lincoln, it's it's tough. It's yeah. a tough environment, and especially for coming in that game still you know coming off a loss but nine and one we're still going to be i would assume ranked pretty pretty highly and who knows you know ohio state could hit slip up we still could be in the running but it'll be difficult that will basically bring us to 10 and one going into the last game against ruckers at home bomb session good night ruckers payback again for the last two losses no we're not gonna lose to ruckers we're gonna win 56 to three uh great way to end the season uh with authority i would say so i agree with you i think it's it will probably be a blowout um so with that said Let's talk about the Big Ten in general. Big Ten East, by many, was predicted to be the number one division in college football. After week one, there's some question marks, obviously. We got Penn State, you know, going to OT with App State. Uh, Michigan State hanging around, almost losing to Utah State. So... What is your predictions? Is Ohio is it going to be a runaway for Ohio State in the Big Ten East? Well, I mean, yeah, I definitely don't see any team beating Ohio State. Uh, I mean, they're top dog, and I think they have the best athletes, the best players, the best all around team in the entire Big Ten. I mean, I don't like that the other, you know, Michigan State, Michigan, and uh, Penn State are all in the same division as Ohio State because I think Wisconsin basically cakewalks to the Big Ten title game, which I think they'll get bombed against Ohio State in. So I think I think Ohio State should be in the final four this year. I think it'll be pretty tight between Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. I think that'll all be pretty close. But I'm not going to overreact too much off of the week one win for us. And I also think Michigan fans shouldn't overreact too much off of losing to Notre Dame by seven points on the road. Penn State fans, on the other hand, might have a little bit to worry about. Do you still think it is Ohio State's division to lose? But I, I think what you said about Wisconsin... I think might be a little off, actually. I think Wisconsin is a strong team. I think they have a legitimate Eisman contender running back, and I think that they have at least a, a pretty solid QB. Uh, so I think that I would pump the brakes on saying they're going to have a cakewalk over. I mean, Wisconsin has a cakewalk in their division. Let, don't get me wrong, but they still have some difficult games to play that they don't normally play. They have to go. Who's going to be more ready when that game comes, Gary? Ohio State or Wisconsin? I'm just After saying. After the schedules that they play, that's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, Wisconsin, yeah, yeah. So to play Ohio State or Michigan State, but they do have to go at Michigan, I'm pretty sure, right? Or is Yeah, it, you might be right there. Yeah. 
We're not going to fact check that. Uh, I hear where you're coming. I mean, they all, they have the big O line. You know, they probably might have the best offensive line in the country. Definitely, if not the best running back, top three running back in the country. So they have weapons. I just think Ohio State has probably the best backfield tandem in the country. I mean, they're they're stacked. They're absolutely loaded. So until until proven otherwise, they're the big dog in the conference, regardless of their coach. We'll we'll see what happens. But I don't know if you want to, Clark. But I'm ready to do a quick college football playoff prediction. Okay, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, uh, you know, this is <laughs> you're going to tell by my picks that this is slightly affected by week one. Um, that's fine. I mean, we're redoing all of our picks. Not a big deal. We don't do things by the book here on the rundown. All right. Not by the books by any means. Um, but I'm going to go Alabama Clemson. Ah, Wow. Big surprises, I know, for most people. <laughs> but I'm going to run it down with uh, Wisconsin and Notre Dame, actually. Whoa, is whoa. That's how I'm going to fill out my top four, Clark. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm going to definitely go with the standards, Clemson and Alabama. And I'm going Ohio State. I think that's a no-brainer at this point for me. Um, I'm going to go with Oklahoma right now to be the fourth team. I think we've seen that final four before. That exact final four, if I'm not mistaken. Possible. Again, we won't fact check it. We will not fact check it, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I like them to get in there out of the Big 12. Okay, that's great. So with that said, that's going to wrap up our first episode of the Red Cedar Rundown. Thank you all for listening. Like I said, go to our Twitter page, at Red Cedar Rundown. Comment, tweet at us. Follow. Follow, most importantly. <laughs> do whatever you can. And we will keep churning out these episodes week after week. I just want to jump in real quick and just give a Shout out to all the Spartans traveling to Arizona State this weekend. Braving the temperatures. You're better than I am. I still wouldn't be there even if I didn't have to go to one of my best friend's weddings this weekend. Shout out to Salty Dog, Joe Valancourt. Hope you have a blast, bud. And with that, thank you so much again for listening. And we will see you next week after the Arizona State game. Go green. Go white. Go white.